Hello and welcome back to the Real World Podcast by Generation Zedekatullah. This is actually a part two of the previous episode that I did with my very good friend Alex Igo. We spoke about leadership and sharing your gifts with the world. Essentially what we spoke about in that episode is we spoke about, you know, the leadership qualities that we see in our lives that we have come across. The leadership qualities that we have ourselves and sort of leading ourselves in our lives and also inspiring others through our actions um, you know to lead themselves on and become better versions of themselves but what i'd quickly suggest is if you haven't heard that episode uh quickly go back to it it's the one just before this one and yeah just listen to it because i think that will add a lot more context to this conversation that we're going to have in this part of the episode and uh, yeah really quickly before you guys tune into this episode I would just quickly like to mention that if you come across something that resonates with you or something that you know hits that spot that light bulb moment or something that seems profound to you um, or relates to you basically I would suggest open your phone and go to the notes app and make a quick note of it and then try to implement it straight away today um, the reason I say that is because the whole idea of me starting this podcast is to share my own experiences, is to share my guests' experiences and what we have learned from our journeys um, so then you guys can also take something from it and apply it because the best thing you can do is, well, they say that learning from your mistakes is wise but learning from other people's mistakes is what takes you to that next level and um, that's basically what I'm trying to get at so yeah if you come across something that you you really like or that resonates with you open the phone go to the notes app and quickly make a note of it and try to implement it today so in this part of the episode we speak about sharing our gifts you know showing our vulnerabilities and displaying certain characteristics which inspire others to take reins of their life and dictate their futures their career rather than just going with the flow um so yeah let's get straight into it what I've noticed and what I've read about is showing this vulnerability is very, very important if you want to create another leader. Mm -hmm. If you want to share your gift and mm -hmm. share your passion and mm -hmm. develop not only yourself but someone else to, to the extent where they can go ahead and achieve their lives, mm -hmm. you need to show that vulnerability. Mm -hmm. So in the animal kingdom, for example, uh, this all of this stuff like really, really interests me. Yeah? So like being biological um, animals, essentially, mm. what are the things that we see in the animal kingdom that we can take on and what are the things that we see in the animal kingdom that we can avoid for example right so in the animal kingdom for example mm -hmm. um a lion mm -hmm. would kind of like growl when the little cub bites him essentially when the little cub bites you so let's say if you have if you ever had a kitten mm -hmm. and if it bites you mm -hmm. it doesn't really hurt mm -hmm. and it's very very playful mm -hmm. but when that little lion cub bites that big lion that big alpha when that little lion cub bites him the lion growls mm -hmm that gives that little lion courage. It makes him think that, oh, his bite is powerful. Okay. Right? It kind of uplifts him mm -hmm. and it kind of makes him go onto that journey thinking that, okay, he is confident. Mm -hmm. He is, He's you powerful. know, he is powerful, exactly. And having those kind of people around you, have people showing vulnerability, yeah. people showing um, kind of like empathy and care and affection. Because a lot of times as like, as, as, um, as men, we are kind of like put into this mindset of, Men can't cry. There's no vulnerability to men. Mm. Men are just strong, alpha, like, mm. onto, like, onto the point, get it done, get that done, get that done. A lot of times that comes into play. Mm. So that's one thing that um, I was researching and I came across that in, in the animal kingdom, this tends to happen and like, we can definitely take this on, showing that vulnerability to someone. Sure. 
you can kind of influence them then to work towards certain things and achieve their goals, essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what, I think, um, as you know, I'm, I'm making a career change. Yes. Um, and I'm going to become a, a maths teacher. Yes. Um, and being a teacher is a wonderful job. Not wonderful job, wonderful job. And I think being, being a teacher to, to young people in particular, right. we are in that position where we can influence them. Yes, we can shape you know, their minds we can shape their minds and we can also make them you know be better versions of themselves yes i think again i heard a wonderful quote the other day yeah go on i think again from les brown it said if you look at a man as how he is right he will only get worse okay if you look at a man as he should be he will become what he's capable of being okay right so I think we get stuck in the present, um, and the role of a teacher, right, is to is to influence a, a child to a point where they can see more for themselves. Yes. Right. More than what they currently are. Yes. You know. Because so, a lot of times, what tends to happen is with 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 children, especially at that young age, mm. they're very very kind of like caged up essentially mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sit down you can't do this you can't go out this time you can't go you can't do this a lot of times what tends to happen is they face this negative mm. you know <coughs> put downs yeah and then when they come to school and you see what their personalities are like yeah you obviously want to help yeah. and you understand that oh okay these are external influences that can be changed so then obviously that's why I like that's why I wanted to invite you on this podcast, which is sharing your gift, yeah. which is that kind of like changing that career into yeah, yeah, becoming yeah. a teacher yeah, yeah. and sharing your gift. And essentially, yeah, in that sense, you're not only teaching maths, yeah. you're also teaching life skills. Life skills you're also right. teaching leadership. Yeah. You're also teaching empathy. Yeah. A lot of that stuff also comes into play. Yeah. And, and, and I think in, a, in, a, in addition to those things as well, it's, you know, how can you influence a child to be ambitious yes. when all he when all he or, he or she sees at home is you know things aren't things aren't great or things are bad or things are terrible or that child might even be in in care yeah you know? and I think that's as, as a teacher it's 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 fundamental that we have empathy you know that 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 not only not only that but we we push people to be the best that they can be yes again I, I heard a wonderful quote and if anyone yes. and for those that know me, that they know that I love quotes, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, I think it was from a Les Brown podcast. He said, most people fail in life not because they aim too high and miss, yeah. but because they aim too low and hit. And hit, okay. Right, so now that is, that's very, very interesting. Indeed, and, and I think hearing that and going into a, a career where I'm gonna become a teacher, yes. that is at the forefront of my mind. Okay. Forefront of my mind is Explain that. Explain that, elaborate. So, a, a, a child that has, you know, never left the country. Yes. Simply because his parents can't afford to take him, he, he or she, on holiday. Yeah. Thinks that the world is, you know, just where, this. Yeah. Their world has just been Hackney yeah. or Tower Hamlets, right? Yeah. And that's from a physical point of view. But, yes. But imagine from a from an emotional and from a mental perspective where. They don't have the ambition for this for, for themselves, right. their career, you know, their education, right? 
as a teacher, it's my job to 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 show them that there can be more than what they're seeing. Okay. Yes. You know? like yes. To yes. to to paint a picture, and, and again, it, it it does. You know, part part of it does come in to be a positive role model. Yeah. But not only that, but being a turbocharger. Yeah. You know, a, be, being a turbocharger for young people to bounce ideas off to, to have good energy off right, right, right. you know so so that so that they don't aim too low and hit but aim too high and but, miss but, but land somewhere exactly that you know amongst the stars land, land, exactly that land somewhere where they would never would have even dreamed yeah of of of, of trying to of trying to trying to get to so one of the things that i kind of find important in this podcast recording this podcast is having these conversations we don't only you know, have conversations about these topics. We also give certain um, keys that someone can actually go ahead and use today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So from, from that example, for mm-hmm. example, what we need to do is we need to set our goals five to 10 times higher than what our brains can, you know, think that we can do, right? Mm-hmm. What the society tells us that we can do. We need to set it five to 10 times higher mm-hmm. and then work towards it and then reverse engineer those goals and then go ahead and you know do those. Mm-hmm. Do those. Mm-hmm. So five to ten times is the number that I go by, okay. um, which is. So I, I like to work in numbers. Okay. Um, you're a math teacher, yeah, indeed. So, uh, so for me, one of my goals is, um, you know, being financially free. Interesting. So, what I mean by being financially free mm-hmm. is, I don't have an arbitrary number in my head that okay. I want to make, mm-hmm. but what I want to do is, be so financially free that. I'm able to do certain things that give me joy, which is travel, yeah. and which also give my family joy. Like for me, um, I'm from my personality type, yeah. um, I'm a giver. Mm-hmm. And for me, when how I find joy mm-hmm. is by giving and seeing, seeing it grow. Mm-hmm. So like planting the seed and seeing, seeing it grow. Seeing it grow yeah. So that's where I find joy most, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't find joy in Although it is nice, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily find joy in having the most luxurious car mm-hmm. or having the biggest, you biggest know, house, house yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So, so it's interesting that you said that your one of your goals is financial freedom. Yes. Now, I have a very similar goal. My yes. my my goal is financial independence. Okay. Right, and I would love to be able to retire at age fifty-five. So, question for you is: yeah, How do you go about, or how are you going about? becoming financially free. Okay, cool. And, and as you said, you've, you've set that goal to be five times, 10 times higher. Yes. What was the initial goal that you thought of that now is now five, five times, to 10 times, five times higher? Times that higher. makes sense, that makes perfect sense. So going, going after that, basically what I mean is, for me at the beginning, um, when I didn't have this sort of, when I was very arbitrary, like I had a lot of arbitrary numbers in my head that mm. I wanted to achieve. So for me, um, for example, let's just go with it. Um, I've always wanted to kind of like be at a point where I'm earning four thousand pounds a month. Okay, four thousand was my set goal, right? A month. Um, I was like, listen, man, if I make this number, I'll be set. Four thousand, that's calm. That's calm. One thousand for my family. (laughs) Three thousand, I'm chilling. You know, I can get a car. I can do this. I can do that. Sure. I can travel. All that stuff. I can do all that. But then I realized I was like. Why am I limiting myself, mm-hmm. you know, to just four thousand? Like, mm-hmm. why not ten thousand? Why mm-hmm. not twenty thousand a month, mm-hmm. which people essentially would make in a year? Why okay. not try achieve that in a month? Wow. Why not set such a high goal for myself? Because people have done it. Yeah. 
what what kind of gives me motivation what kind of gives me hope is that someone else has already done it yeah someone has been to space someone has made a million pounds in a day mm-hmm. someone has made you know however much someone mm-hmm. has traveled certain amount of times in mm-hmm. a week like mm-hmm. all of the all of these things have been done mm-hmm. so that's what kind of gives me hope and what makes me think is that okay the only difference between me and that person is our minds mm-hmm. is the mindset mm-hmm. what mindset did they have because physically they've got a head they've got two arms they've, they've got, got two, two legs arms. right exactly right. exactly it doesn't necessarily especially in our our times right for example yeah. okay back in the day um stone age i don't know why i like talking about stone age i spoke about it in my okay. earlier yeah, po- first podcast yeah, yeah. i think stone age mm. what made you successful was physical attributes mm-hmm. big shoulders strong legs mm-hmm. strong arms mm-hmm. power mm-hmm. speed mm-hmm. all of those things made you the alpha made mm-hmm. you the most powerful mm-hmm. and that that essentially is not necessarily attainable for everyone mm-hmm. but in today's world all you need is a mindset mm-hmm. and all you need is the ability to learn mm-hmm. right ability to adapt mm-hmm. so that's the one thing that I kind of always had in mind was there's nothing i can't learn and there's nothing i can't adapt to so when i came to this country um i didn't necessarily speak fluent english yeah but one thing i knew that i was going to learn it and i was going to adapt mm-hmm. and i was going to adapt so well mm-hmm. that no one would even tell think that, yeah that oh you're not born here yeah. only came to the country 7 8 years ago yeah yeah, yeah. like no yeah. one would think that so that's that's like that was my first first big goal that i set out okay. to do okay. was to kind of position myself in society in such a way that i don't necessarily have to be looked at as an outsider mm-hmm. because as an outsider you can't influence. Mm-hmm. For me the end goal was financial independence, financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Um for not only me for my family mm-hmm. and for me to be able to, to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I had to kind of you know work with others and influence others to do certain things mm-hmm. and essentially have a business in the end and mm-hmm. to have a business to become an owner of a business and to hire employees. Okay. you require a certain set of leadership skills right okay so for for you what does financial freedom look like so what does financial freedom look if like you were to jump in a time machine okay into 20 30 years time yes. what does financial freedom look like to you like are you still working or are you working part time do you know what it is i i'm going to be honest with you i really enjoy my work okay. which i'm doing currently um so i really really enjoy like video i enjoy like I've started to do this and I really like doing this as well. I like having these conversations. Yeah. Um I think what I'll be doing is I'll be 100% continuing to do this work. Okay. And what I want to do is I want to kind of share these gifts not only with individuals like ourselves, yeah. but with like groups of people. Okay. And get their perspective on it. So for me what it essentially would look like would be just to give you like like bullet points for example, yeah. um traveling um once every two months okay going to explore different cities going to explore different cultures yeah. that's one thing that I really really like doing um secondly uh, being able to kind of support my family yeah. in such a way that their future is set yeah so that my brothers and sisters education is all sorted with and all done with yeah. so that's kind of like what it looks like for me okay. so essentially it's nothing 
nothing crazy like I don't want a two million pound like house, yacht. Yeah, like I don't yeah. necessarily want yeah. a Ferrari or a Lambo or, yeah. or like any like expensive cars and nothing like that. For me, it just it's it's it's, it's simple things in life basically, mm-hmm. which is traveling and like financial freedom and financial kind of like independence for the family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's basically it for me. What about you? What does it look like for you? Oh, uh, so financial independence for me. Um, again, for me, it would be able to retire yes. at fifty-five, and but by retire, I don't necessarily mean to stop work. But, okay. But if I wanted to, I could work part time. Yes. So, you know, if I could work three days a week, that that for me would be a bullet point financial right, right, right freedom. And I think, in addition to that, it would be. Not paying a mortgage, mm. having having paid off mortgage. Yeah. Um, I guess if if I was to sum it up in one sentence, it would be not being dependent on a salary. Right. Right. It's 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 not you know, you know, me having to wait for that next paycheck yes. to come in. And I think that's something that I would like to attain before reaching the age of fifty-five. The age of fifty-five. Yes. Which is obviously very very achievable. Very very, very achievable. Very, very right? achievable. But again, I think as as we discussed, it's about being leaders, right? So it's it's about putting in the steps now. Yes. You know, that process. First of all, having that vision and then reverse engineering it. Correct. Putting the yeah. steps in. Putting the steps in now. So you can you achieve know. that vision. So, again, people that know me know, know that I don't live a very lavish lifestyle. Yeah. Um, I don't, but I've got my own place. So yeah. I'm paying mortgage on that. But yeah. Aside from that, I don't really spend that much money. I don't drink alcohol. I don't really go out. Yeah. I would love to start traveling. Yeah. Um, which is again quite similar to you. I've, I've got a list of places that I want to go to experience different cultures yes. and stuff like that, um, and just experiences. I, I would say uh, I would I'd put that under one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's and it's and it's using the money that I earn to fund that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, I've watched a very good. Um, uh, Video on YouTube the other day. Um, yeah, it's about a guy who has a very interesting take on how people should spend their money. Okay, um, and it's and it's and it's not one of those normal normal views where you know don't buy coffee and da 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 da. It's it's he said it from a point of view where if you want to spend your money on coffee, spend your money on coffee. Yeah, you know, but spend it on the things that are essential to your happiness. Yes, you know, and cut down on the things that are not essential. Not to essential happiness. to your happiness. So for me, in in the next few months, for me, it's it's reducing my monthly costs right on things that either I don't use or I don't particularly, you know, aren't particularly essential to my life. Yeah, you know, so that I can use that money for things like traveling, for things like, you know, if I wanted to buy a car in the future, I could buy a bigger car in the future. Yeah. If I wanted to, right? It's so, 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 so cutting, cutting from certain things which you don't necessarily need, which correct. are not essential, yeah. will give you the kind of like the resources to the resource to, to, to fund to, to fund and achieve things. that vision that you yeah. already have set correct, yeah. to get to in the end. Yeah. Which is very, very interesting because looking back at it, like leadership essentially is very, very imperative in like teams. Mm. So, like you going into this new career. Um, as a teacher, you don't necessarily like a lot of times. Again, as a teacher, there's two types of teachers that I've come across mm-hmm. during my school time. Mm-hmm. One is very, very like, which is dictatorship, like teaching. Okay. Which is okay. This is what you have to do. Yeah. Get it done with. Yeah. The other one is very, very 
democratic okay. teaching, which is getting everyone involved, wow. um, getting everyone's opinion, getting everyone's answers. Yeah. Even though some kids don't, their, their answers are not necessarily correct yeah. by the by the book. Yeah. But understanding their perspective, and then understanding what caused that perspective, mm -hmm. and then shaping that perspective or mm -hmm. enhancing that perspective, right? Mm -hmm. So that's that's the kind of thing that um, I wanted to come on to. So again, uh, going back to the animal kingdom and to the like um, biological things that we have, you know, in this world. If you look at like geese, for example, yeah. Mm. So like geese, they would when they would fly, they never fly alone. If mm -hmm. you if you ever notice, mm -hmm. they always fly in a group of six. Mm -hmm. Oh, six, okay. Six, six is the number for them. Okay. I don't know why, but it is usually the number. You know that. What? How? And it's crazy because. We can learn a lot from our environment yeah, yeah. and the animal, essentially, yeah, right? Yeah. So when when geese fly, for example, uh, if you notice, if you go to any park yeah. in in London or nearby, when you see geese fly, they always fly in a V formation. Yeah. They never fly scattered. They yeah. always fly in a sort of a formation. Okay. Always. Okay. Now, naturally, there's benefits to this. Okay. What tends to happen is the the goose at the front, mm -hmm. which is the singular of geese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit confusing. Man. The goose at the front is the leader, essentially, for direction, yeah. for yeah. Um, for the vision. Yeah. But then the way it is designed is when the geese flap their wings, yeah. and when they're flying in that V shape, what tends to happen is they create a streamline effect. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the one at the back has the easiest fly, fly yeah. and the one on the front off, has yeah, the yeah, hardest yeah. fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then at the same time, when the front gets tired, when the leader gets tired, yeah. he understands that sometimes the leadership can be handed off. Yeah. The leadership can be let go. The role of being at the top can be let go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times people tend to hold on to that. Yeah. And it becomes a very, very hard thing because then it causes a lot of problems in real life, going back to real life. Yeah. If you can't take another person's opinion and another person's help, if you think that, oh, just because he's an employee, mm. I'm the boss, I'm the mm. CEO, mm -hmm. why do I need to take your opinion, for example? I'm the middle linebacker, I'm the team captain, I run this game. Why do I need to listen to a DB? Why do I need to listen to a lineman? Mm -hmm. A lot of times, these things do come into play. So we, what we can learn from like these geese is, First of all, not only creating an environment where not only you can thrive, but other people can thrive as well. Yeah. So a lot of times, um, the statistic on that is by flying at this V shape, they increase their flying range okay. by 70%. Wow. That's seven zero. Okay. So going from that is like working together, yeah, yeah. you can go far. Yeah. Working alone, you can go fast. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's very, very important. A lot of times what happens is when they do rotate, they also like, I think it's called honking. Mm -hmm. um, which is when they would like make a noise, make a noise yeah. for example. Now that noise, some scientists say that that noise is encouragement. Right. Some scientists also say that that noise is also direction. So then communication comes into play. Yeah. Being able to communicate to your team, communicate to your peers and communicate to your surroundings. Mm -hmm. If you're not able to communicate and if you're not able to encourage, people will fall back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not everyone's going at the same speed. Mm -hmm. Everyone's mm -hmm. going at a different speed. Indeed, indeed. And as a leader, you need to be able to adapt and match other people's speed as well, right? 
So that's one, one other thing that I learned. And what tends to happen is when, when a goose falls back, for example, a lot of times we see people shoot geese. Yeah, they do a lot of like hunting, for example. Mm-hmm. What then happens is when one falls back, two also fall back with it. So as in when they break, they don't leave that one behind. Mind, yeah. um, two of them go with them, so that's yeah, why they yeah. fly in pairs of pair, like um, pairs of three or like which is six. Yeah. So when one one when one falls back, two of them also fall back, and like protect it and like look after it and yeah, in, yeah. That, in that sense. So what, as leaders, we need to understand is when we see someone down yeah. in our team, we can't just cut them off. Penguins, for example, um, which is another animal kingdom example, penguins do the opposite. So when they're at the edge of an iceberg or mm. in the Arctic, mm. the leader pushes one in. He throws one in to see if the water is dangerous or not. Right. To see if there's predators in the water or not. Right. Well. If that penguin survives, everyone else dives in as well. Like, there's, there's a lot of things we can learn from the animal kingdom as like leaders. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was like kind of like my thinking about it. Yeah, uh, again, just to add, I think we said, um, there is something as a leader that you have to be aware of the situation of the of the circumstance you know some some leaders are more hands-on than others some are more vocal some are less vocal and i think as a leader it's important to understand your subordinates your team you know the the people that work for you right because it's it's not always the situation may not always suit you as a leader, so I'll, I'll give an example. So, yeah. as a as a leader in a in a sports team, like not not all leaders are you know are very vocal. Not, not all of them are vocal, right? But the, the leader that's not vocal mm. will, will understand that it, it, in a situation where somebody needs to say something, yes. or where somebody needs to give a give a passionate or impassioned team talk, yes. that it may not be him. He may choose somebody else to lead that aspect. Yes, exactly. Because he knows that this person has is that vocal. strength. Yes, correct. Right. And so using using other people's strengths. A lot correct. of times, what happens is people fall into this trap of oh, because I'm the captain, you must do everything. I must do everything yeah. because I'm the CEO. I must do everything. Correct. Yeah. And a lot of times, people fall into this trap of, especially in the business world, which I will be, which I'll need to be careful of, is mm. when hiring someone. Mm. We need to hire someone that's smarter than us. Mm-hmm. Yes. We, need to, we need to hire someone that can do certain things that we can't do. And not be scared to. And not be scared to as well, exactly. Because a lot of times in that kind of environment, in that kind of social hierarchy or workplace hierarchy, mm. a lot of times the employees don't speak because of the like, judgment mm. and because of the fear of the, of the, of the leader, for example, because mm. they can get fired. If you, if you disagree with what the owner of your company does, if you disagree with the head teacher, mm. And you say, listen, this is not the right way of doing this. This is the right way of doing this. Mm-hmm. You're jeopardizing essentially your job. There is a risk of you losing your job. Mm-hmm. But because you believe in your vision and because you understand, let's say if you was a head teacher and someone comes up to you and says, listen, I think that this way of teaching doesn't work, but this way does work. Mm-hmm. So for example, um, going on more trips works. Mm-hmm. Teaching in the classroom doesn't necessarily work anymore, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. You, as a leader, with your mindset, you will take into account what has been said. Yes. Instead of taking offence to what has been said. Yes. You know, a lot of yeah. times, people do take offence yeah. to other people's perspectives and other people's opinions yeah. as leaders. Yeah, definitely. Go, um, going on to um, the closing, in, in a sense, 
what do you think today's leaders lack? Like, what are there any things that you've come across? Mm. Are there any things that you think you lack as a leader that you're working towards? Mm. What are those things? Oh. I think the thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, Which is in this in this sense, it is showing vulnerability. Say yeah, things that you yeah. like, and I'll share mine. Um, the, the thing that instantly came to mind is that a lot of leaders, or I guess people who consider themselves to be leaders. Sorry, just 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 a quick distinction. By leaders, we don't necessarily mean like just to reinforce it. Yeah. We don't necessarily mean you have to have a company, you have to have a team, or a title, or a title or anything in particular. Yeah. yeah. You need to be a leader of your life. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think when it comes to interacting with other people, I think as a leader, um, in inverted commas, yes, you need to be able to be empathetic. And people that aren't naturally empathetic, yes, I think when they try to be, it comes across as quite fake. Ah, uh, yes. Um, and it's something that I've noticed right. with, with certain people, right. um, is that you think that in order to be a good leader, you know, you, you have to be a certain way. Right. And if that way is not natural to you, yes. I think it almost does more harm if you try to be that. I agree. You know, I agree. And it comes across fake because then your energy or your persona is not true to who you are. Yeah, exactly. And people will find that very hard to, to, to buy into. Yes, exactly. Um, whereas if you are true to who you are, you, you may not be the most talkative person. Yes. You may not be the most energetic person. But you're true to who you are. People can, people can choose to like it or not, but they know that you're being true to yourself. Right. I think it's when leaders aren't being true to true to themselves. Yes. Is when again their subordinates, their followers, will find it very hard to buy in to them yes. as individuals. You know, and I think there is a distinction between buying into someone's vision. Yeah. Or buying it into them. You okay. Know? Yes. Yeah. There's a distinction. I, I, yes. I, I, I believe if you buy into somebody you're more likely to see that vision through. Yes, um, I agree. Whereas if you're just, you know, the company has a vision, the company has a set of values, but you've not bought into that leader, that CEO, yes. that, that team manager, then, you know, if, if you have a chance to not abide by those values, you, you may do it. You know, I, I, again, it, it comes down to, to, to the person, but I think that that's something that, that just came to mind quite instantly is that leaders should be true to themselves. True to themselves, yeah. I definitely agree. And that's why you see a lot of like turnarounds in, in like the employee rates where a lot of times, even though the, the company is trying to achieve something great, yeah. it's that head at the top that is in a different state of mind. Mm-hmm. Whether like be, calling it negative or positive is subjective, but mm-hmm. it's just a different state of mind where they, it's not empathetic to the the people who are, you know, running the company essentially because you have to lead by example essentially, mm-hmm. and that's very very interesting. You say that one thing that I came across, which is a which is a parable, um, it's called it's called being a pencil. So as a leader, you need to be like a pencil. You need to understand that pain is necessary to be able to sharpen yourself. Right, pain is necessary. Right. That's what makes you sharper. Okay. So being a pencil, essentially, yeah? Yeah, okay. Another thing it does is you need to understand that as leaders, we make mistakes. Yeah. We have erasers. Yeah. On a pencil, there's an eraser. Yeah. We need to understand that making mistakes is imperative and it will happen. Yeah. Sometimes some mistakes are harder to erase than others, Mm -hmm. but we need to understand that life can still continue. The pencil still writes. Mm -hmm. Making that one mistake or breaking that 
that nip at the end mm. once doesn't necessarily mean that's the end of the day. Correct. There's a lot more inside. Going on to the third point is what inside is what matters. Yeah. On a pencil, the lead is inside. Mm -hmm. The wood doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. The wood can be shed off. Mm -hmm. As leaders, we need to understand that there are certain things that we need to let go of to be able to achieve certain things, to be able to write certain things. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, and lastly, leaving your mark. A pencil leaves its mark. So that's, that's the kind of thing that I came across and which I found really, really interesting, okay. which is being a pencil is very, very similar to being a leader. Okay, interesting. It's just that kind of like, um, yeah, yeah. it's a metaphor, for a example. Metaphor indeed, yeah. Anything left? Uh, nothing else that I want to add? I don't, I don't, I, I don't think so. Um, Anything we might have missed? No, no, I think, uh, I think as a leader as well, I think it's very important to understand that no matter what success you have, yes. Either as a as an individual or yes. as a company, is that again? I heard another quote: "Nothing destroys success like success." Okay, explain that. I don't understand that. Right. So, if you are successful in yeah. your early stages of your business, yes, don't let it get to your head. Ah, uh, okay. You know, like nothing destroys okay, success. Okay, okay, yes, yes, like yes, success. yes. I get it. I get it. Like that effort that you put in to become successful. Understand that it's gonna take that and more to continue to be successful. That's very, very interesting you say that because if you think back to last season, mm. I think that's exactly what lost us our semi-finals game. Indeed, indeed, we, where we, again, I, I, I think there were, there were slightly other things. I think yeah, yeah, there's I, always, there's always variables, I, I, but I, I think that was a huge variable. I think the team that beat us were just a better team than us, and I think they've gone on to show that yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this year. But. I think success can get to people's heads. Yes. And I think it's very important as, as a leader to keep reiterating that point to people is that at the end of the day, even if, even if we win a championship, our, our aim is not just to win one. It, it may be to win two, three, four, yes, five exactly. championships. Setting right? that goal five to 10 times higher. Exactly that. Nothing destroys success like success. Like success, I definitely agree. Um, just to quickly end this podcast then, um, two completely irrelevant questions. Okay. Um, what's something new or unique that you're interested in? Doesn't have to be anything oh. related to. Um, right now, I'm actually. I think uh, I may have mentioned to you. I'm looking to write a book. Actually, yeah. Okay. Um, start off by writing a blog, but it's going to be a book. It's going to be called "The Quest to Be Superhuman." Okay. Elaborate um, that a little bit. It's a take on what we as individuals can do from a mind, body, and soul perspective right. to enhance ourselves um, essentially what what we can have in our toolbox that can help us in life essentially mm. yeah but I definitely look forward to that book man and hopefully um, yeah. the listeners look forward to it as well and um, when it comes out you're gonna come back <laughs> here you're gonna share that as well Indeed. and lastly just to finish everything off how do you want to be remembered oh that's it's a, a deep one. one that's a very deep it's one. a deep one I'm, I'm I'm gonna say that I'm because I'm more in tune with myself yes right now again because of this injury and because yes. of this time out from this injury yes i think i want to be remembered as somebody who's you know helped others okay i think again that's part of my career change is yes. that i want to see success in other people you have a I natural think, instinct to be a yeah, leader 100 maybe called a leader may just be called a good person but yes. for me i think seeing people seeing other people's success is 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 brings me joy. Yeah, brings me happiness. And again, not to say that my own success doesn't, but there's something in seeing in in helping somebody 
you know, get through a hard time or become successful. That is very, very powerful. That's it, bro. Thank you very much, bro. I, I would just like to say I'm very proud of the stuff that you're doing. I definitely um, appreciate that. Podcast businesses, keep doing what you're doing. You're, you're a young man, but you seem to have a good head on you. I appreciate that, definitely, man. And uh, hopefully having people like you around, it definitely helps. And uh, like, you know, obviously looking up to you and uh, learning from you, it's obviously a pleasure. As well much. as a blessing. <laughs> hey, appreciate it, Alex. Thank you very much, bro. My brother. Thank you. Safe. Wow, what a conversation. Um, yeah, man, having people like Alex around is, you know, really helpful. Um, your network is of your net worth 100%. I would suggest, you know, find people, find friends like, uh, like my friend here, Alex, you know, with that mindset of a winner. Also, really quickly, apologies for the audio quality in this one. Um, it wasn't the best, but I'm trying to avoid perfectionism to kind of you know, keep my output high. But yeah, man, uh, there was a lot of gems in this one. A lot of gems. Um, hopefully you guys have some stuff in your notepads and whatnot. And yeah, hopefully you can take something from this and apply it to your life. But that's it for today. Um, thank you for listening to another episode of the Real Word Podcast by Generation Z with Abdullah. And I shall see you in the next episode. Peace.